0: No one cares about boxing. Tyson Fury, everyone had to look up his name. Everybody no had. And ever... guess what? Nobody had to look up Floyd Mayweather's name. They went nuts, but this is the reaction she should have gotten. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's legit. Daniel Day-Lewis, that's what that movie's known for. Not this other fucking <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's still a good movie, though best i just released the MCU's infinity saga whoops people <laughs> should, be, should be careful five hundred dollars everyone dude, 550 guess what i have my oh, oh, i have those movies already that's going to be the most expensive bonus disc i ever buy uh, who are watching you better pay through the court or pay according to the court order where he's the real joker you should kind of treat that as fictional world and when he's himself, which is kind of clown makeup or not the Joker look, that's pseudo-reality sometimes. And somehow Tuesday ended up being the day, the hour, <laughs> the, almost a minute of this huge, re- the wrestling industry being revolutionized, man. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 322 of The Wrestling Court, where we're going to talk about the Royal Rumble that took place last weekend and the news of the week. I'm your host, Julian Cannon. I got Drew Yari of The Drew Yari Show with me today. Tell the world how you are doing as you are entering this court case.
1: Uh, may I approach the bench, your owner? Yes, you may. All right. Uh, I'm doing pretty fine over here, Like I was just telling Julian, it's, uh, it's pretty cold down here in San Antonio. Um, I mean, I know for, for a New Yorker like Mr. Julian here, that's like, that's like a cakewalk. But, you know, again, I'm a Texan. We don't take what well, we don't take kindly to inclement rather. Um, other than that, I'm doing pretty good. I'm kind of nursing a, I guess, a tension headache, which just took my ibuprofen. So it should be good for today.
0: Oh, wait, so you're injured?
1: I am injured, but I am uh, working it,
0: brother. <laughs> good, good. working and get through it safe, man. All
1: right, I'll try.
0: <laughs> you know, the fact is, is that we had the Royal Rumble last weekend and I am, I literally had to just walk out mm. of that show last week because literally once when Brock Lesnar came on, I had to turn off the TV. I knew exactly what was going to happen as soon as his music hits.
1: You know, it's funny you say that. Um, we have our, we have my Xbox One in the living room. And lately it's been doing this thing where like, I guess, like, uh, cause usually we'll just turn off the controller whenever we're watching something. And it'll do this thing where if it's like on for a long time and you're not like using your controller, it'll turn off like the system will turn off. Um, so <laughs> it's funny you say when you walked out, as soon as Brock Lesnar came out, the Xbox turned off. <laughs> um, so uh, we, we had to turn it on pretty quickly. But it's just like, yep, Brock's going to win this. Uh, and my Xbox was like, I'll just save you the trouble.
0: Ah, That's exactly what it did. exactly now did you review this show yet or is this gonna be a first time reviewing it
1: this is actually gonna be my first time i didn't i was trying to do something yesterday wasn't able to um i'm gonna have to do a show because i don't i mean i don't like missing shows so i'll just i'll do i'll probably do something later tonight or maybe tomorrow
0: you know before we get to this uh, royal rumble um the whole thing with brian kendrick within the last 48 hours First, it was reported that um, he was released from WWE, but we got a clarification later that he was released two months ago, but it just became public mm. a few days ago. Then the interviews he did for, with High Spots came up again, like literally mm. again after, hours after they announced <clears throat> AEW announced that he would be going against John Moxley. All, all the shit about him with the conspiracy theories about 9-11, Sandy Hook, um, anti-seministic bullshit, it's it's been a while 24 hours so tony khan did the right call and pulled him and brian kendrick made his apology which we all knew he did because he got caught i mean i i remember all this stuff way back in 2013 when this came out and i even read those um those threads on those f- former forums about it how he's such a fucking idiot and he even was on the Lydia Garcia show and he said that he got in trouble for it prior to coming back to WWE. So I kind of expected AEW to not use him, but I didn't expect it this quick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. And that, that was kind of my reaction in the past 24 hours, or or should I say 48 hours with uh Brian Kendrick because you know the news came out, I think like probably like a week and a half ago that he wanted his release and then it got granted. And then Tony Khan already advertised that he's, he was going to wrestle Moxie. I just went, oh, that was quick. And then literally next day, next day later, he gets released. Or not even, not even released. I don't even think he was hired.
0: No, but, they, uh, they just didn't book him.
1: Right. And so uh, Tony Khan just pulled it. And I just went, that was quick. So that's kind of like the, the story of Brian Kendrick for me in the past 40 hours. That was quick. And, like, <clears throat> I mean, before anyone thinks ahead of me, the whole the whole cancel culture thing like you know i don't think people should lose a gig over over tweets and like hear me out before i you know make my point like it, it's like the actor who was on the flash he lost his job because of some you know stupid tweets and i get i get it those are some really dumb things to say but it's just like i don't know He should have lost his job you know same thing with james gunn you know he made those comments and I remember reading those tweets. I remember thinking, like, I can't tell if these are, or, or if these are supposed to be funny or oh my offensive. My
0: God, dude. When that whole James Gunn thing came out, I was at San Diego Comic-Con. Mm. And the same day when that came out was when I was on the roundtable junket for um, Young Justice. And mm. all, when the minute that shit broke, all everyone around the tables kept talking about was the James Gunn tweets.
1: Right. And I, I remember where I was. I was, at, I was actually waiting for my mom to get to this restaurant. Uh, for her birthday dinner so i just looked at my phone i'm like i read the tweets i'm like i can't tell these are supposed to be offensive or funny and then you know lo and behold you know james gunn's kind of a he's kind of an odd guy i've heard him in interviews he seems like a guy i'd want to hang out with but he also seems like a weird guy and he kind of owns up to it but uh and then, then disney fired him they hired him back but for brian kendrick if you're going to be like an Alex Jones type and then do the whole Sandy hook was a conspiracy and nine 11 was a conspiracy and then say, then the Holocaust never happened, which is what he said. It kind of makes you a piece of shit and it doesn't really get you any sympathy for me personally. And yeah, he apologized for it. He owned up and, but it's just like, yeah, that was, was kind of a stupid thing to say, dude. Like I have no sympathy for you, honestly.
0: Uh, what was your, your reactions to, I'm saying that well within your peers if you talked with anybody about it
1: can you repeat that question please
0: no I was asking what was your reaction with your peers if you talked with anyone about it
1: um honestly I haven't I talked about it with you kn- you know who Ruben Prime is right oh yeah I do oh yeah I, I texted him about it and he was like like he had literally just heard it when I told him so and his reaction was just like kind of striking like oh damn well <laughs> like but yeah, it's just everyone kind of has different opinions. Um, I can't really I can't really see who whose was different or or what, but like everyone kind of seems to have the opinion of he sh- probably maybe shouldn't have gotten punished that much because I know Mish kind of has a different way of thinking. Where I think Mish said Mish posted something like, you know, should Tony Khan of maybe talked to him first before pulling his booking but i don't, I don't know like i can't I, I don't know the way i see it i just i think tony khan is in the right which is a first <laughs> um and he, he did the right thing by pulling him because it just would have been a giant distraction um you would have had people instead of people instead of you know brian kendrick getting that cheer because you know hey it's brian kendrick he's on tv he's gonna wrestle a top superstar and john moxley um you would have had people booing him out of the building So, you know, Tony Khan made the right call.
0: You see, um, once he did made the right call, the whole whataboutism came about because, you know, Sammy Garrara and some of the other AEW talent that made passwords in the past. And I normally take AEW to task with this, but this time I'm like, yeah, Tony made the right call. And it's fine to keep my eyes on this subject instead of doing a whole whataboutism for everything else.
1: Yeah, you're kind of right. I mean, there's, of course, there's going to be the people that are going to do the whole, what about, what about when Sammy said uh, he wanted to rape Sasha? Or what about Chris Jericho? Or blah, blah, blah. There's always going to be that what about um, I mean, but, the Sammy,
0: stuff, Sammy already apologized. that went through right. what was the sensitivity training and paid some of his um, salary to a local fund. I'm trying to remember what it was. That's Sammy. Jericho, on the other hand, during this whole COVID shit, he gotten <laughs> in trouble not once.
1: Which is fucking insane. But, you know, going back to Sammy, fucking Sasha and Sammy actually talked. Sasha even said, me and Sammy talked. We're good. Like, there's, there's no problem here. But, yeah, Jericho... That's, uh, that's another Those story. Sturgis. I, like, I, I don't... How far has Jericho fallen? Like, this is a guy who I was, you know, singing his praises in 2016. Like, whenever he was on the main roster, you know, Kevin Owens doing the list thing. Then he, you know, ends up going to AEW and just becomes a giant parody of himself. And it it sucks because this is a guy I used to like. And now it's just like, anytime I look at him, I'm like, how can you not see the hair plugs? Like, Jesus Christ.
0: You know, I always say this to everyone, don't meet your heroes. You may like Chris Jericho, the character, but Chris Iveen, the person is totally different from the character.
1: I mean, I don't even know if it's a meet your heroes type of thing. I think it's more of a don't believe that your heroes are, you know, human. They're always going to find a way to become even more ridiculous than you think they will.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) it still goes to the conversations though don't, don't meet your heroes they are not they are not your friends
1: oh yeah i mean yeah it, it kind of stays in the same realm of that topic
0: but i'm sure if, um ultimate warrior was alive him and jericho be best fucking friends though <laughs> <laughs> that's a conversation for another day
1: uh, another 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 podcast
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus drew can you please title that podcast in the future
1: Oh, I I will save it in, in my notes. Uh uh, what is it? Uh November 24th. Uh me and Julian discuss what if. It's like instead of Marvel, it's gonna be wrestling court. What if? What if Ultimate Warrior was still alive?
0: <laughs> yeah, he would do a podcast with Jericho and Joe Rogan.
1: Oh Jesus Christ, Joe Rogan.
0: <laughs> 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 sorry I had to go there we know what Ultimate Warrior said where he was alive so think of the shit he would say if he was still alive during this pandemic
1: oh man that would be that would be that would be a train wreck that would be glorious and horrible to watch at the same
0: time <laughs> I mean Hulk Hogan um, said it's pretty much a damn denier too when that whole Betty White thing came out
1: oh Jesus Christ Hogan oh my god <laughs>
0: Oh my God! And in the meantime, um, Shane McMahon gone from WWE uh, about a few days after he came back.
1: Yeah, he came and he went. He didn't. He didn't stay. He didn't stay to have, He didn't stay for a long time. He stayed to have a good time, and then he left.
0: No, <laughs> That's I'm going to wait much... for the official reasoning for why this happened. I'm not going to mm-hmm. sit here and read article after article from these fucking clickbait sites. I'm going to wait for the reason to come out oh, he he had his hand on the Royal Rumble, they didn't turn out right. That's just that's just selective outrage, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on this because I, I think with a guy like Shane, you kind of have to wait because Shane isn't going to be the kind of guy who's going to show up on Chris Jericho's podcast and tell his side of the story. He'll eventually talk about what happened because we don't even know I mean, I don't know if you know, but like we nobody really knows why he left the first time back in 09. Um, I mean, the consensus is that he kind of he just wanted his own life, he wanted to do his own thing. Maybe this is the case here. Um, but yeah, that was kinda that was kind of a shocker. I mean, it it was and it wasn't because you know, you would think the McMahon's would just all be in the same boat. But I mean, as I don't want to say as long as I've known Shane because I don't know Shane, but like people who have known Shane will all will say that he's kind of his own man that, you know, even before WWE became WWF and WrestleMania, Shane was always more of a self-made person, you know, like he got a job, you know, being a, you know, lifting storage boxes, you know, cause he wanted to make his own money. He wanted to know what it was like to, you know, work hard labor. Um, and then, you know, he does, he's done other ventures outside of, of uh, wwe i mean kind of a quick story jim Cornette had told that shane wanted to buy the ufc and this was before the ufc became the ufc but vincent yeah, i remember buy it. Those
0: stories way back in the mid 2000s and also <clears throat> the original idea of nxt shane wanted to do with um wwe's ecw in 06 turn it into a complete um internet only streaming show
1: right i think i believe that's what uh rvd said that shane wanted to do it you know but this is before streaming um he wanted to do it like an internet show because shane was a big proponent for ecw um so shane a lot of people say that you know triple h would be a better fit as the owner i think shane would be a better fit personally because shane looks at wrestling like a sport he, want, he would probably he would more than likely treat it like a sport and he would bring in, you know, bigger eyes and bigger, you know, ears to the to the product. Um, so for him to leave I mean it looks like he just wants to do other shit. Like he doesn't want wrestling to be his only, you know, venture life. And you know, if that's the case, good for him.
0: You know, that's good for him because we don't have to see him do his horrible fucking punches at WrestleMania. And he's also <laughs> out of the WrestleMania plans.
1: Right. He was a uh, thing. I think the rumor is that he was going to wrestle Austin Theory.
0: Austin Theory? Did, did you actually believe that, Drew?
1: I mean, it kind of made sense because, you know, Shane's coming back and, you know, Austin Theory is a, a kind of like, I guess, the new favorite of, of Vince. So, I don't know. It's like, you know, yeah, if, if you don't beat Austin at WrestleMania, you're no longer my son, damn it.
0: <laughs> Maybe they'll finally um, unlock the damn lockbox from five years ago.
1: You're no longer invited to Thanksgiving either.
0: Oh, Vince sounds horrible these days, man. He Gee, really does.
1: I've—I don't know if this has ever happened. To you have you ever had like have you ever watched something and you had to lean in to hear somebody talk, even though they're on TV? Like that is like with uh, Vince. Most of,
0: most of my um, TV screeners I do for reviews, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> right, but with Vince, I've never had to do that because Vince has always had this very boisterous, large in life personality. And whenever I saw him at Survivor Series, he's talking to Roman Reigns, he's like. Your cousin, your Dwayne, you got egg. I'm like, what? What are you talking? <laughs> like, what are you talking
0: oh about? This?
1: <laughs> like, he is just like he. Like, WWE is a publicly traded company. I, I imagine they have a board of directors. How do the How does this? How does this board of directors see that and not go? Yeah, this is a problem. Like, we need to find a way to get him off that seat.
0: And uh, AEW had their show yesterday. Um, quick clip notes: uh, Brandi Rhodes and everybody else came out. and had a horrible fucking segment. She still has go away heat on my TV. Uh, yeah. Punk and MJF had a great match. Uh, MJF winning was the right decision. If Punk would have won, I would have not liked that at all.
1: I agree. I mean, I w- for I was surprised how long the match went because it was um, it was already yeah, it was like
0: forty minutes and. I have to say this. um, Punk looked a bit fucking gassed out there. He was tired at most points during the match.
1: Yeah, and like he was, he looked legit hurt. And it's just like, I would have been fine if the match was maybe like 20, 25 minutes. Like, I've I've not really been a big fan of the CM Punk AEW run. Um, More, you know, more so. Me neither, man. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, more so because it's just like I was under the guise of like, okay, the guy hasn't wrestled a match in over seven years treat him like an attraction, you know, bring him in, you know, for like AEW shows to like just come in and talk. It's like, you know, it's it's like a thing that Jim Cornette said to Kurt Angle, just let the people be glad that you're there. And then save him for the big pay-per-views against Adam Cole or Adam Page or Kenny. Um for him to be out there having these competitive matches against Lee Moriarty or Matt Sydal, I'm just like, mm, you don't need to do this, dude. Like, <laughs> just let the people be happy you're here. We get it. Um, and I, I don't know, I think that's kind of CM Punk's mindset is that I think he thinks too much like an indie wrestler more than a professional wrestler, if that makes sense.
0: He did pull off that Pepsi plunge yesterday, <laughs> I was not expecting that for the first time in almost 17 years.
1: Yeah, that was pretty good, but it looked like it, you know, it looked like it hurt him more than it more than hurt MJF. But I enjoyed the match, the right guy won, <laughs> I liked. I like the ending where, you know, Wardlow comes out and you're not really too sure what's going on, but then he kind of subtly, but not so subtly drops the ring to MJF while he's outside. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I'm fine with MJF winning because MJF needed to win more than punk. And MJF is supposed to be the slimy scumbag heel. And what better way to give him, you know, this type of heel heat than to beat the, the hometown hero in his hometown. So I enjoyed the match delivered. It told a good story. And again, MJF, the right guy won.
0: Fully agreed. And uh, one more thing before we begin the Royal Rumble review. Uh, Have you been watching the book of Boba Fett?
1: I haven't, but I want to because, like, my girl is the biggest Star Wars fan. And so is her sister. But they've, they're kind of weird on Boba Fett because, like, again, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. So I'm only going off what they told me. Boba Fett was never really that big of a deal in the movies, and so they made him a big deal on you know Mandalorian the show. And I love Mandalorian. I watched every every single episode. I binged it. I thought it was amazing. And again, I'm not even a Star Wars guy. So Book of Boba Fett, I've been wanting to watch, but I have to wait for them to want to watch it, <laughs> and it sucks. It sucks when you have a girlfriend that likes the same things. As you. And I mean, it's good and it kind of sucks because you have to wait for her to watch it but um kind of like peacemaker we have to wait to watch peacemaker you know together when it comes out but um yeah uh, i i've only heard nothing but good things about it and that the last two episodes are like amazing
0: here's the thing i like the show but i feel like it's kind of deviating from the point of where they was going with boba fett not that they Mm -hmm. had a Mandalorian in Feels like Maduro kind of stole the thunder a bit, even though I'm liking these episodes. I mean, they brought him in the previous episode. I was like, okay, fine. But now he's back for another one.
1: Right. Um, I'm, I'm trying to stay away from spoilers, even though I kind of saw a few little spoilers here and there. But again, I, I, I really do want to watch it. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, we'll watch it when we watch it. But we'll probably wait till, like, I don't know, I guess, like, after. The show in so we can binge everything, but you
0: know. it's good though it's just those two episodes kind of deviate away from the plot
1: um kind of kind of like a, kind of like an off topic. Have you been watching Peacemaker?
0: Yes, in fact, I've saw all the episodes already i I know everybody's waiting week per week, but i've when they first sent me the screeners, I only got the first three. then a week after that, they gave me the rest. I won't spoil too much, but it's it's fucking awesome
1: so like okay so like how does that work since you're in the media like do they just email you each episode or how does that work
0: all right so how this works is i contact studios or sometimes studios contact me to ask me to review the shows uh, like amc or stars or whatnot so when they send the screeners it's usually sometimes a month ahead other times, it's a few days before the episode airs. I watch it, then I write my review, and I interview cast members. That's that's how it works. Oh,
1: that's pretty crazy. Because um, I know you, you just posted something where you already saw like the first three episodes of Bel Air. Yes, I did. Um, how is it? Now, don't tell me anything, but how is it?
0: Ah, look at my son trying to get in the show. <laughs>
1: <Aww>. <laughs> hey. Uh,
0: first uh, first three episodes of Bel Air,
1: mm-hmm.
0: before they gave me the screeners for this, I had kind of low expectations for the show. After watching the first episode to see how they fleshed out Will's backstory, I felt like the show is very different. And mm-hmm. it's more of a drama than a comedy, even though it has some of the comedy in the show. It's more of a scripted drama. Each episode is about uh, 59 minutes. Well, 42 minutes to 59 minutes. And uh, the casting choices I thought was good, except for one, which is Carlton. When you when you watch him, the guy that plays is Carlton, the way he acts and the way he looks is not Carlton at all. It's a completely mm-hmm. different character. You, you would not even think that he's Carlton, even though he's Carlton by name. But every everyone else is on point. I think they did a good decision this time of having a younger version of Phil versus the, um, the post-retired <laughs> Phil. <laughs> but I'm not saying he's younger, like in his 20s, but he's like in his um, mid-40s in this series. Right, He's running <clears throat> He's running for a campaign in politics. But I, I think that's quite um, interesting that they switched it up for a bit. <laughs> But there's a lot of um freaking swearing and cursing and there's one scene in the first episode that's a bit controversial. You'll have to find out for yourself, but social media is not going to have the end of it once they see it. But overall I'm, I'm liking it b- despite the few hiccups.
1: I I had my reservations because I'm a massive Fresh Prince fan. Like I've seen every episode. I can watch like 2 seconds of 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 an episode and already guess what the plot is and i can quote it so when i heard they were doing a reboot i was already like nah i'm not gonna watch this shit and then you know i saw the teaser oh i saw the full trailer i'm like okay they want to tell a much more modern and maybe a little bit more darker version of it because when you look back on the fresh prince they dealt with a lot of darker you know subjects like you know racism and you know, there's the episode where Carlton and Will get pulled over for driving that car, and they're in prison. We're well, not in prison, but jail. And then, you know, the whole thing with Will's dad, which is, you know, still an episode I, I cry at. And I, I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a chance because it looks interesting. And, like, I don't think Will, you know, Will Smith is, is, you know, a part of the, he's, I guess, like, the producer, and he's, like, the showrunner. So I don't, I don't think Will Smith... Right. I don't think Will Smith's, you know, ideology going into this would be like, all right, I'm you know, he wasn't doing the Vince McMahon thing. I'm gonna kill what I created. Like, no, he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a much more modern and fresher retake on the show that you know makes sense, but I'm still paying homage to the former. So I'm gonna give it a chance because it looks good. And you know, based off of what you said, I'm I'm waiting for it to come out. Um I literally don't know anyone who's on the show except for the actor who plays Uncle Phil, I know I saw him in an episode. I know I saw him on Era, but that's about it. Um, everybody else, I mean, it's good that they're having fresh faces. But um, the guy playing Will literally looks like Will from the beginning of Fresh Prince. Yes. And he, act, uh,
0: he, had, he, he does a great job of acting like Will, too, when it comes to the words and the mannerisms.
1: All right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I want to watch it. I'm going to give it a chance if it's good, if it's good. I mean, if it's good, good. Then if it's bad, it's bad. That's really how I usually look at things. And I it's good to have things to watch. because um, like I said, I, I want to watch Book of Boba Fett. I already finished Archive 81 and I thought that was amazing. I loved it. Um
0: I, I love that one too. That I, one that was a complete left field. Me. I didn't know what to expect watching it.
1: Right. And then I, I thought it was pretty cool that I reviewed it and the lead actress replied to it and said, Thank you. Um so oh, awesome <laughs> yeah I, and again i couldn't for the life of me say know how to say her name because she looks white but she has a very middle eastern name and i'm middle eastern and i don't even know how to say most middle eastern names <laughs> but um yeah it's always good to have things things to watch but uh yeah i can't wait for that show to come out and i will definitely try try try, try to watch book above it as soon as i can
0: uh, let's get to the meat and potatoes of why we're here today as the kids oh, yeah. are fucking piling up Royal Rumble, 2022, took place last Saturday in St. Louis. Let's go by match by match. Uh, We had Seth Rollins going against Roman Reigns as he defeated him by DQ in 14 minutes. The best thing about the match was Seth Rollins' entrance as The Shield and everything that happened in the post-match, which mirrored um, pretty much Roman Reigns getting his revenge on Seth Rollins from 2014. Everything in during the match I thought was so so, but the b- before and after is what really stood out to me.
1: I, I I'm I'm actually kind of the opposite, somewhat. <clears throat> I actually enjoyed the whole match. Why. I I thought it was a I thought it was the best match of the night because again, the fact that that Seth comes out to the old Shield theme and then he's wearing the old shield garb. I was I was thinking I kind of wish he maybe took it a step further and maybe added that blonde highlight in his hair. But, you know, whatever. Um, and I, I was, I was, you know, they can't do that because of <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I mean, I thought that would have been, you know, just a little bit, you know, better, but that's just me. But I was, I was happy to hear the shield thing. I was popping for it. And just the whole match was just about storytelling because, you know, who better to give Roman a run for his money than his old shield, than his own shield brethren. And, you know, the whole point of the of the feud is that Seth knows Roman better than Roman knows himself and you know there is the the promo on SmackDown before royal Rumble of you know Seth saying I will always love you and then Roman saying I'll never forgive you for what you did I hate you. So and just I knew it was a really good match because there were points in the match I'm thinking holy shit Seth is really going to win. Like is are they really going to give it to Seth and then Roman's going to come out in the rumble and you know get back or I don't know. But I enjoyed the match. I thought it was good. Good back and forth action. Um, the whole DQ thing, you know, I'm kind of on the fence about there being DQs and big title matches on pay per views. But you know, I get it because the story they want to tell is, you know, Roman and Brock down the line, and then Seth is more than likely gonna get another, you know, shot at title. Um, uh, again, it was good. It was good call. It was a good callback to Seth turning on the Shield, and then Rome and then Roman putting seth in the guillotine and yelling he won't let me let him go <laughs> and i just thought that was kind of funny but overall i enjoyed the match um match of the night in my opinion everything else after that mm, we'll talk about <laughs> but um, i enjoyed it these these two always seem to work well together as they should
0: oh, then we get to the women's royal rumble match both of the, the Rebel matches, I thought this one was uh, a bit better than the men's, even though this one was a bit messy. So what are your first impressions of this match before we go to it? <clears throat>
1: um, <clears throat> I mean, Sasha came out. I mean, Sasha's always going to get a big pop. You know, she comes out cosplaying as Sailor Moon. And anyone that knows Sasha, she's a huge anime fan. So I was like, OK, she's wearing Sailor Moon. Cool. It didn't bother me. Um, it was nice seeing Melina.
0: Look fucking terrible, though. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, the whole things in her, those little beady eye things in her hair. I was like, mm, okay. Um, it was nice seeing Melina. Um, I, 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 you know, I think she, t- I think she was taking a while to get her like her uh, robe off because those camera would pan to Sasha looking at Melina. But um, I was just like, I was noticed, just like,
0: you know, she was the first one to go on Twitter and complain right after Melina got dumped?
1: Who? yeah okay (laughs) right yeah that was that was a little shocking because i was like hey it's melina i'm glad to see her back and she's gone i'm like oh okay like i i heard mish i don't i don't think it was mish who said it it might have been him but like did did melina like get dumped out on accident like did she forget to like get a grip on the ropes or what happened
0: I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I, I'm gonna have to watch that again to see. Maybe I should pull it up here. But guy, can tell you, let me go find it real quick.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. It was, it was kind of a bummer. It was just like, oh, Melina's back and she's gone. Oh, but um, uh, the rest of the of the women's, it was just like, <clears throat> there really wasn't any surprises except for you know the obvious one, which I mean, dun dun dun, Ronda Rousey. We already, it, it was Ronda Rousey, but we kind of already knew it because as soon as you heard that rumor that she was going to come back, you're like, oh, so she's winning it. Okay, whatever. Fine with me. Um, I mean, cause I thought Bailey was going to come back and she didn't, I thought Trish Stratus was going to make an appearance because she kind of teased it and she didn't. Um, I mean, the only really surprise was one that they already spoiled, which was, you know, Mickey James coming back and where in the you know impact. Yeah, I was gonna say I think that
0: was a bigger surprise than knowing Mickey James is coming back. Her coming entering with the impact um title, the women's title, and the damn hardcore contra music, that was a fucking big deal for me. i I was not totally expecting that at all. Hey, I could say this, I don't give a shit who says whatever, but none of these done more for impact in 13 days and AEW's done for impact for this entire year.
1: Yep, very true. I mean, you look at their ratings. Impact is having the biggest ratings that they've had in like what, like three years, two or three yes, years. and it
0: was already there was already gaining mm-hmm. ratings back. it's just Mickey James when she came back for these last two weeks. Well, not coming back to WWE, but when that was announced, last two weeks the ratings jumped up, even though their ratings is already going up.
1: So, yeah, I mean, again, it, that was that was a pretty big deal that they, they allowed her to use her impact wrestling music. And, um, again, hopefully this is a sign of things to come. I mean, it kind of looks like maybe it's a one and done thing, but hopefully it's not. But, uh, yeah, WWE, you know, the evil empire has done a lot more for impact than, you know, the the goody two shoes choir boys of AEW did for impact for that whole year. Um. But uh, yeah, the rest of the rumble. I mean, there are some things I liked. Um, I liked the thing with Mighty Molly and uh, Nikki Ash, or <laughs> Nikki Ash, just like just bum rushes certain piece of shit and goes, "I'm the only superhero." Like I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it was nice seeing Ivory back, who's apparently sixty, and I don't believe that at all. Um,
0: I would have we were here to write to censor music in 2022. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know that.
1: You know what? I kind of wish it was Stevie Richards. That came back with the right to censor music and the men's rumble, that would have been pretty cool. And then just have Joe Gacy come out and just beat the shit out of him and throw him out of the ring. But oh, you that know, would have been cool. Like, you know, whatever. Um, a, a boy can dream. Um you, but
0: you, when Kelly Kelly got eliminated, did you fear for her safety for a bit?
1: <laughs> um refresh my memory. How did she get eliminated?
0: She first did like a um uh how can I explain this shit? She was on the apron, and she did like a um a backwards handstand and then mm-hmm. someone um eliminated her. her body fell really yep
1: I mean to be honest, I fear for Kelly Kelly's safety anytime she runs the ropes
0: because she i know <laughs> all these years later she still can't run the fucking ropes. It's horrendous
1: i mean she's a good looking good looking girl, but she's just not very good in the ring, never happened but um. What else was I going to say? Yeah, Ivory was good seeing her back. I like how she's just like talking shit. She's like, "All you girls need to listen to me. You're all, you all need to be women or something like that." And then Rhea just like picks her up and puts her on the corner, or not, not on the apron, pats her on the head, and just pushes her off. So I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Charlotte uh, just.
0: Let's see here. Let me go by the stats here. Uh, Bianca Belair lasted the longest at forty-seven minutes and thirty seconds.
1: Oh, nice. I, it would have been nice if Sasha lasted a little longer just so we can have that stare down with Sasha and Bianca you know what I mean instead of uh, Zelina eliminating Sasha which that wasn't even the that was like maybe the second largest groan that I had you know during both rumbles Dude,
0: when that uh, happened it made me question who was booking this rumble match since Pat Pat since Perv Pat Patterson is not alive no more who the hell booked this shit
1: wasn't it, uh, fuck who, I, I heard it, I heard it was, I heard a name, I'm forgetting who it is. I was going to say Finley, but I don't, think, I don't think Finley works for the company, right?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Um, I, I, it'll come back to me, but yeah, the women's Royal Rumble wasn't that bad. I enjoyed parts of it. Um, but it, again, it was pretty sol- It was pretty sloppy. But, um, yeah, as soon as Ronda came out, you're just like, oh, there's the winner.
0: I did like the whole thing with the Bellas because uh, before it was Nikki I eliminated Brie and now this year Brie got her revenge, eliminated Nikki.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess continuity. Um, I, w- I was kind of like, maybe like going, hmm, whenever they eliminated Liv because I'm not really the biggest Liv fan, but I, I, I like her in, I like her in small doses. She should probably never talk on the microphone, like ever, but the fact that they eliminated her and she's supposed to be this big deal, Or the company's streaming like a big deal. I'm like, yeah, I guess this is where we're going.
0: You know, uh, the legend Summer Rae came back and she got eliminated that fucking quick too. I laughed.
1: (laughs) The legendary Summer Rae.
0: (laughs) Couldn't believe that shit. I legit laughed. Now let me see them call her a legend again.
1: Oh my god. Like th- both rumbles really like painfully showed you, yeah, this r- this roster is very thin. That they're just looking for anybody to appear in the rumble. It's like Jesus Christ.
0: So Ronda Rousey wins the Rumble match by last eliminating Charlotte. I said it on the thread, it didn't matter who won between Hi, Landon. (laughs) Didn't want didn't matter. Look at Landon. Now he's complaining about the uh, rumble. (laughs) Give me a second, Drew. Can
1: can you ask him what his thoughts are on Brian Kendrick? I'm interested in hearing his thoughts.
0: Maybe so. All right. So let's see. Where was I at? Where was I at? Where the heck was I? Refresh my memory real quick.
1: Uh, uh Ronda Rousey wins and then she sets everybody on fire. Apparently. Oh, yeah,
0: I was going to say it, d- d- it didn't matter who won between Ronda or Charlotte. Why? Because that is going to be the matchup media. If Charlotte won, she would have chose Ronda. And if Ronda won, she would have chose Charlotte. So it didn't matter who won there on that last two eliminations.
1: Right, because like when you look at Mania, it's like we already know what the main events of each night are going to be, and you know, I'll I'll be honest, I kind of I would prefer to see Charlotte versus Ronda at this point because I know everybody wants to see Ronda and Becky because that's the match we were supposed to get, but Becky, I just we'll get to her match. But um, Becky, yeah, I've just, you know, but not really feeling too much with this whole new, yeah, you know, you know big time Becky thing. We
0: get to it right now: Becky versus Do Job. This match was in a bad placement because there should have been a match to cool the fans down, and this should have not been it. And second, speaking of cooling down, the WrestleMania fire sign got on, got caught on fire. I said the fire sign. The WrestleMania sign got caught on fire. Um, No one was evacuated. People just had to leave their seats until they could um, situate this fire, and they did. They extinguished the fire and put it right back up for that night.
1: Right. Yeah, I had a a friend that was actually at the event, and he said straight up, yeah, nobody got evacuated. It was just Sean Rass. Two of my friends was
0: over there, too. Uh, One, Brandon Davis, the other, um, Niger, from um, Big O Belt Media. They also took videos from there, too.
1: Yeah, it's just... Just a bunch of hot air but or, or i guess hot fire whatever you want to call it but yeah and yeah, just another story for the internet to cook up but yeah this match um i think the whole i think a lot of the matches were bad placement because i don't know if roman and seth should have been the first match i mean because you know the men's royal rumble was going to main event the show i think you should have had one of the like maybe you maybe should have had maybe the edge match on first and then have the women's Royal rumble and then have another match to kind of cool them off. I, I don't know, but yeah, this match was not very good. Um, I don't, I don't want to say it was bad because in some aspects I was kind of looking forward to this because I, I hate the fucking stupid ass name. I like Piper Nevin. I think she's great. I wanted to see what she could have done in the ring against someone like Becky. And, you know, Becky would have, you know, sold for her and made her look amazing. And the storytelling in the match was at least interesting because the whole point of the match was that, you know, Becky can't lift Dewdrop. You know, Dewdrop is too big. So Becky can't, you know, do much to her. She can't put her in submission because Dewdrop will find a way to, you know, reverse it and pick her up. And so she had to do a big power move off the top rope to beat her, which made sense. But I just, yeah, I don't think the crowd was that into it. It was, you know, not a terrible match, but crowd didn't really seem to care, I and at home I didn't really seem to care either. But you know, it was what it was. What'd you think? Hi,
0: I guess he, my son hates that match. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> what was your what would be your star rating for that match? Uh,
1: definitely not five stars. Um, I would say maybe like. If I'm being kind, I'll say maybe three stars, maybe. Mm, Yeah, fuck. I'll just be honest. Two and a half stars.
0: Uh, Half a star for me. It it didn't do anything for me. I think the fans um, paid more attention to the match that was going on with the WrestleMania sign than the actual match.
1: (laughs) That got five
0: stars. (laughs) Yep. And then we got Edge and um, Beth Phoenix versus The Miz and... (laughs) <laughs> Ms. Maurice, I didn't like this match either. I knew, I was um, laughing at the ending though.
1: Well, I think I think you might have skipped ahead. I think the WWE Championship match was after. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, All right, I, I get you. Uh, yeah the the Edge match I mm, that seemed more like a match that should have been the main event of Raw. Like I, I don't get why this match was on the show. Um, I don't get why Edge wasn't in the Rumble because he won it last year. It would have, don't you think? It would have made more sense if maybe he wanted to defend his title, as you know, the Royal Rumble winner, or maybe Miz wanted to be in the Rumble, or maybe Beth Phoenix wanted to be in the Women's Rumble. Like I don't know, but yeah, this uh, I I didn't really care for this. I didn't care for this match going in. I didn't care for watching it.
0: But then we have the WWE Championship match, which was Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. And this was a match years in the making, and it was kind of disappointing. But I'm glad that Bobby Lashley won. And this also set up Roman versus Brock Lesnar for the match at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, I was a little disappointed because you kind of already had a feeling what was going to happen because, you know, I was kind of thinking since the Usos are banned from ringside from Roman's match, that they were going to come out here and fuck with Brock. Like, Roman was going to be like, you know, go out there and uh, go have a little fun. Go have a little fun in the match, guys. Go fuck with Brock. Like, I thought that was going to happen. Um, the re- the, b- before the match, you know, before the ending, it was just a lot of Brock getting offense. And it was just, you know, Bobby kind of maybe doing one thing, which was unfortunate because it's just like, this should have been two two hosses just beat the shit out of each other. And then you could have had the ref spot. But instead, it was just, you know, Brock with a suplex, 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 suplex. And then the referee gets knocked down. Then Roman comes out and spears Brock and then hits him with the, with the title. Um, I mean, they could have done a lot more than that. I mean, I get it. Brock can't work more than 10 minutes. But you still could have had a better match have in 10 minutes. out of that. Right. You could have done a lot more. You could have done a lot more in that time frame than what we got. But I was glad Bobby won because Bobby needed this win. Um, and, uh, as soon as Roman came out and as soon as he reached his hand out for the title, it was like, okay, Paul has been fucking with Brock this whole time. Like, this is a swerve. I thought maybe that swerve should have been saved for like, maybe mania, maybe for a much bigger stage. Not to say that the Royal Rumble was not a big stage, but you know, it's WrestleMania, but again, the right guy won. Uh, the match was bleh, but, you know, the right guy won, so what can we say?
0: Then we get to the men's Royal Rumble match. Pretty much the Royal Rumble match of tag teams, as I call it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a really weirdly booked Rumble because I had a feeling Brock was going to come in. If Brock came in, I knew he was going to win. But originally, my choice was going to be AJ. Um, and AJ came in at one. I'm like, oh shit, AJ really isn't gonna win.
0: No um, way, Jose.
1: And then he came in and you know did the Shawn Michaels pose, which I thought was pretty cool. And uh, they have fucking Mad Cat Moss eliminated, in which I'm just like, I groaned, I groaned louder at that than fucking uh, uh, Zelina eliminating Sasha. And I'm not even a Sasha fan. I'm an I love AJ. I'm an AJ Mark. So, I, I don't know I, I hate to skip ahead but it's just like they could have had good storytelling in this match with having AJ you know lasting until it's him and Brock in the ring and you could you know the story could have been told of like you know AJ Styles you know busted his ass and now it's down to him and the beast and the beast is fresh so what what kind of energy does AJ have left like he could have done that kind of do you remember the 07 rumble yes I do with uh Sean Michaels and you know Sean or Sean Shawn, yeah. Shawn Michaels yeah, and no, Sean. the
0: and it was Sean and Undertaker.
1: Yeah, and then you know they're just duking it out, and the whole place is going nuts. It's in San Antonio, and Sean's a hometown boy, and then Undertaker throws him out of the ring, and they're, they're, then there's that thing at the end where Taker and Sean kind of like a look while Sean's outside of the ring, and they just kind of nod and go respect. Like they could have done that. They could have done it where AJ you know, is just gassed out and Brock is the fresh guy that AJ is giving everything he has. But in the end, Brock is too much because he's too big and he's too fresh. And you could have had that moment of Brock and AJ just kind of looking at each other going, respect. Like, you could have at least told a good story with that instead of, you know, Brock coming in and just going, you know, suplex, suplex, win. Like, and then the fact that fucking, uh, it took Brock Lesnar to throw Bad Bunny out of the
0: ring. (laughs) <laughs>
1: it's just like
0: Shane McMahon goes out there And he's gassed two minutes in And sweating bullets like wow Talk about cardio control
1: And then he fucking eliminates Kevin Owens Because of course um,
0: And it was uh, it took Brock a hard time To eliminate <laughs> Shane McMahon because he t- Closed on him twice
1: Well again That's when my that's when my Xbox Turned off so I missed Like maybe a minute of it and then i it turned on whenever it was down to him and drew um which again i guess that's storytelling because that was their match at mania and then drew was like you know now we have people here um but you know they they want brock and roman for the twenty five thousandth time and it looks like they want to you know unite the titles but yeah this this rumble was not particularly great um, also
0: talk about the Kobe Kingston spot, like Lurie, he comes oh, out Jesus. there, then he tried to do his yearly thing of, oh, how is he going to get back in the ring, which I'm really getting, got sick of by last year. So he jumps on the um, rope on the outside, Kevin Owens pushes him and he landed right on the guardrail. I thought at first that his ribs was crushed, but then I saw that his feet was there on the freaking ground and refs had to make a right <clears> call which I believe it was either Bruce Pritchard or Vince McMahon um, telling them in the air, hey, he's eliminated because the cameras caught it and they couldn't just ignore it.
1: I I caught it right away because like, all right, he's going to do his his old you know ground is lava thing. And I saw both of his fucking feet hit it before the camera cut to his reaction. I'm like, his feet touched the fucking ground. And then they acknowledged it instead of doing the whole, no, it was just one of his feet. I was like, no, it was both feet. Yep. Um, See, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of, a, I'm kind of done with the whole, you know, ground is lava thing that Kofi does. Um, so you know, sucks. But and then the fact that now Big E is officially back, you know, or as I should say, Big E is demoted, you know, to the mid card line.
0: Smackdown, which means back to new, new day comedy shtick.
1: Which you know, it, it makes it sense.
0: Sucks, but that was the reality. Yeah.
1: Right, and you know they just they just threw him They didn't even give him time, like they like brandy Orton and Riddle just threw him out. And I'm just like, okay, so biggie is, you know, back to you know back to you know catering or not even catering, but he's back to you know mid card stick Um, um, another thing I was gonna say, I was listening to a podcast last night. It was the Clark Street Wrestling podcast, and one of the hosts had made a good point about the Rumble. Is like kind of like what I said earlier about you know the fact that they're they're. There were 150 stars released or superstars released last year. This is a very thin roster. So and you would you would said that this was a very tag team centric rumble. And you look at the rumble and it's just like, okay, no and Cross, no Bray Wyatt, no Keith Lee, no John Morrison, uh, no Braun Strowman. I mean, Keith
0: Lee is apparently out of prison today. <laughs> Oh, God.
1: Apparently, that was a Star Wars reference that somebody was like, oh, it's actually from Star Wars. I'm like, it's another wrestler making a prison
0: reference. If, if, this, was, uh, if this was from Star Wars, then why Dusty Rhodes, not Dusty, Dustin Rhodes was the first to say it. Does he watch Star Wars?
1: I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go on a limb and say he doesn't. <laughs> but Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, um, and then okay, they, I
0: am sorry, I'm I, I, I'm sick of that stick. Also, oh, I'm I'm out of prison. I'm like you, none of y'all will even last a day in prison. Get out of here.
1: It's like I work in an actual jail, and I can assure you that it does not look like cater. There's no five star catering. There's no Vince McMahon. There's no Bruce Prichard. I mean, maybe that's worse than prison. I don't know, but um, it it no WWE backstage is not like prison. I hate I hate to break it to everybody, it is not like prison, but. Uh, going back to the rumble, it's just like you look at the rumble. There was a lot of like, there was a lot of people in it that were mid carters Besides, you know, Brock or Brock and Orton, like there wasn't really anybody that gave you the impression of like could they win it, except for Brock, and that's kind of a problem, especially with the roster so thin. And like there wasn't any NXT call ups. Like you didn't see you know Braun Breaker making an appearance. You didn't see fucking uh, Tommaso Ciampa making an appearance. You didn't even see, like, any any legends come back. You know, unfortunately, we didn't get Cody. We didn't get John Hoxley. We didn't get any surprises or even, like, Nick Aldis.
0: Who, who thought that was actually happening, that some AEW talent would be in a Rumble? Because guess what? If they would have been in a the Rumble, they would have been thrown out fucking quick. You think that they, WWE would have AEW contracted wrestlers on the Royal Rumble match lasted long? No, they're in the a competition. They would have got out there quick.
1: I don't know, I didn't think it was going to happen, but it's one of those things of just like it's the rumble, there should have at least been some surprises, or maybe some surprise returns, or some NXT call ups. But there was none of that, not even the women's rumble. You didn't see Raquel Gonzalez, you didn't see Cora Jade. Um, and it's just like, why? Like, you could have at least had some people appear, but you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, Brock coming out, you knew he was gonna win, yep, that's and what TV, and uh you turned off the TV and my Xbox just went, nah, you don't need to see this, <laughs> but yeah, Brock is uh, a, a rising upstarter in the wrestling business. Mr. Brock Lesnar will be main eventing WrestleMania or yeah. one of the nights of WrestleMania.
0: His first Royal Rumble win since
1: 2003. Yoy. That's a, uh, that's a long time ago. I was in eighth grade.
0: I was 13 years old.
1: I think, yeah, I think I was the same age.
0: Unbelievable, but this Rumble this year is probably the worst since 2015 because that that one was a shit show. And I remember me, Robin, everyone else did a show the day after. We had like nine people on because it was a blizzard here in the East Coast. So we was like, "Fuck it, let's do a let's do the show while everyone's freaking inside." That was a fucking terrible Rumble. <laughs> was
1: that was that the one where where Roman won and then the crowd booed him and then the, yes. they booed the Rock? Yeah, I remember that. You know, it's funny. That was the first time I heard Joey numbers on a podcast. Oh, really? Because I remember uh, because like I would hear wrestling soup in bits and pieces. That was when like DTKC and Soup were on uh, was it Epic Sports on YouTube and TV tracks and TV tracks. There you go. And then uh, Joey numbers just comes out and does a random Vince McMahon impression. He just goes entitled millennials. And ah just,
0: yes i remember that episode
1: <laughs> my first my first uh entry into joe numbers which sounds kind of weird but um yeah that was ha- that was pretty bad too
0: oh what a shit show all right uh, thank you so much june for coming on and thank you everybody's listening on the download i'll be back in a few more weeks <laughs> about two more weeks i'll be back because next week i got a vet to cover thank you so much june for coming on and plug your stuff
1: yeah thank thank you for inviting me dude no Um uh my show you can hear it you can pretty much hear it anywhere uh you can hear it on google uh podcast you're on itunes youtube it's uh mainly a wrestling show i'm i'm gonna record a new episode it's uh, my Royal rumble episode a little bit after this or maybe tomorrow i don't know um i'm full of surprises um and then my pot and then patreon is just five bucks it's uh kind of non-wrestling related i just talk about the shit i like it's uh do a show with mr jeff lippman you might have heard of him he's on uh he has his own podcast, Hammer Like Hangover and Garden of Doom. Doing with my friend, uh, Mr. RJ, and then Ruben Prime. Just five bucks a month. Gets you shows like that. Um, and then, you know, Twitter, you know, social media in general, you can find me. as just Drew Yari. I'm easy to find. I'm not very hard to find people.
0: <laughs> Thank you again for coming on the show today. I hope you enjoy the rest of your night.
1: I will definitely try. You, two, you do the same, brother.
0: Thanks a lot.